Hello, mamas, Laura here, and today we are chatting about managing the mental load of motherhood. Enjoy! Hey, mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. It's pregnancy with physio Laura. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today, we are kicking off with the final episode in this matrescent series, chatting all about managing the mental load of motherhood. Today's episode was actually intended to be exclusively for pregnancy posse members only, but I just felt like these topics were too important to not share with every listener out there. So I have included some of the exclusive posse content in today's episode as we discuss things like self-connection and finding what truly lights you up, advice for managing heightened emotions and hormonal fluctuations after birth, and advice for women who don't feel maternal or instantly connected to their baby. Now, this is episode five of the five-part matrescence series with the wonderful Nikki McCann, our beautiful matrescence educator. So make sure you go back and listen to the first four episodes if you haven't already, as we do discuss exactly what matrescence is, the different physical, social, emotional, and biological changes that occur, the best ways to help prepare yourself for the postpartum period, and why the current bounce back culture is not helpful. There are so many amazing podcast series in the pipeline. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you never miss an episode. And don't forget, we have a bonus sixth episode exclusively available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse, where Nikki answers more member questions around managing stress and anxiety, adjusting to a change in relationship with your partner after birth, and how we can lean more into our feminine energy to help bring more peace, calm, and balance into our motherhood journey. Now, this entire podcast series and all our other podcast series, along with our exclusive member-only content, is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus content and listen to or watch this entire podcast series right now, rather than waiting for future episodes to come out, then please do go check out The Pregnancy Posse. I have taken my years of experience helping pregnant and postnatal women as a women's health physiotherapist and turned it into an easy to understand online program. So when you join the Pregnancy Posse, I will guide you week by week through your pregnancy with safe weekly workouts tailored to your specific week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A session where I answer every single question from my wonderful Posse members so that you can avoid the dreaded Googling. And there is also a lovely community forum where Posse members all support each other, along with an extensive resources library, which helps to educate you on all topics related to pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum period. I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. Now, let's get into the final episode, episode five of our five-part matrescence series. You're going to love today's chat with Nikki as we discuss mental health, self-connection, managing heightened emotions, and navigating not feeling maternal. Enjoy. I'm going to go through the questions that the Pregnancy Posse members have submitted. Um, so let's start with, do you need a break or anything, Nikki? No, all good. All good. So do you have any advice, and we have touched on this before, but maybe we'll just do like a quick summary. Do you have any advice for women to pre- mentally prepare before they give birth? So pre- to prepare for that transition into motherhood, but before they've even 
got to that phase? Yeah, I think um, sort of similar to what we were talking about before, it's good to have like a holistic approach to supporting your sort of transition into motherhood. And as we said, cushioning the, uh, the landing. So I think thinking about it from more of a holistic perspective, like food, health, um, support, preparing our relationships, um, thinking about maybe do we need to, if, if we look at our support systems, have, are there any holes that we could, you know, potentially fill? Um, maybe if we're sort of new to the area, are there any groups we could join? Are there any things we could do to make sure we've got a good support network around us? Um, so I think thinking about it like that is really important. Um, mentally preparing, I think it's good, like we said, to start thinking about who we are in terms of or things that we enjoy outside of work and outside of um, maybe, you know, physical appearance or um, things like that, like what makes us us, what lights us up and gives us joy. Mm -hmm. And if you said, like you said earlier, if you're not really quite sure, then rather than seeing that as a negative thing, maybe see that it's a really exciting thing, like, oh, amazing, what can I try? And, like, mm. write out a, a bucket list of, like, all of the different things that you've wanted to try or that you that you think is interesting that you've never done before. So for me, I've just gone through uh, a bit of a, um, like, a transition or a difficult time and I have been doing heaps of art. So I've been, like, I've got, like, an embroidery kit and I've been doing that and then I've gotten, like, clay stuff and I've been making stuff with clay and I've been, like, just going crazy on Etsy with, like, all of the craft things. <laughs> and that's been really good because I've been able to, like, um, find some things that I had never done before that I actually really enjoy. So I think, That's so good. yeah, I think a crafty person before this, or is this a completely new? I was a crafty hobby? person, but and I um, like enjoyed that, but then stopped doing it after school, mm. um, and then just you know got so caught up in working and things like that that I didn't really do it. And then again, it goes back to the. Um, to the conditioning of is this productive should I be yes. doing this because it's not productive and then I gave myself permission that I could do it even though it wasn't in inverted commas productive um so, <laughs> but I still had this little voice like jumping out on my head um going oh well can you find a way to make this productive maybe you can make them for other people and that way it's productive you know we have this like so and I was like no stop <laughs> um but yeah I think thinking about like you know what what are some things I can do to kind of like keep my connection with myself and keep doing things that that give back to mm. me yeah, um like yeah and I think um you know, recognising that it is an initiation. We don't exactly know how we're going to progress through it, but having those baseline supports, so, you know, making sure we've got a good support network, prepping our friends that we're going through this experience, maybe mm -hmm. looking and seeing, do I, is there a psychologist in the area that I'd be happy to, like, go and see or that I can trust? Do I have a good GP? Like, all of those sorts of things mean that, we don't know exactly what the experience is going to be like for us, but we've got this solid kind of foundation of support so that mm. no matter what happens, we know that we're held by mm. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? So much sense. I think there's so much that like that you can't kind of wrap your head around until it happens. Yes. You know? Like 
the um, the experiences that you might be having, the challenges, you can't quite imagine what it's going to be like until you're actually in them. But having that solid sort of foundation of support really helps. Mm. Yeah, and it's probably worthwhile when you're pregnant, like calling on those supports, like practicing what it might feel like to lean on them. <laughs> mm. So if there's an organic way for you to, yeah, call on your support network or ask for help or utilize them beforehand, when it comes to postpartumhood, it might not feel so scary. Yeah. And I think, you know, preparing and in my course that you're a part of, one of the things and one of the activities is actually going and like sitting down and looking at your support network and then going, okay, well, who can help me with what? Mm. Like, because I am going to need help. And can I line that help up before it happens so that yes. I'm not left in a situation where I haven't asked for help and now I've got to go through this annoying mental chatter that's going to tell me don't ask for help do it yourself mm. do all of this um you know all of that sort of social conditioning telling us to do everything by ourselves mm. can i start asking for that help now before i need it so that it's there and ready to go and i don't have to worry about having that conversation i've already mm. had that conversation um, i love that yeah. yeah that's really good and i wonder as well like even just thinking about what people might be like so every person in your life has a different role and some people might be able to help you in some aspects but not in others and you know you might have your practical friend that is great at organizing things or they might be the person you ask to go do some shopping for you and then you might have another friend who's useless in that department but really good <laughs> at listening and so they might be the person that you just want to chat to and have a cup of tea like it's probably good to maybe think about like who can help with what so yeah. that you're not yeah left in a, a lurch of oh, I don't know what to do now and I'll just do it myself and then I'll yes. turn out and I'll I'll be sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next question um, that a member has asked is, what's your best advice for managing heightened emotions and hormone fluctuations? So we obviously all know that it's a, it is a heightened state. There are a lot of hormones, as you told us in the start, which blew my mind. What was it, 15 times the amount of progesterone compared to a normal? Yeah, yeah. And that's during pregnancy and then obviously then when we give birth mm -hmm. um the placenta goes and all of those hormones go and then it's a bit of a crash and then we mm. start you know our hormones start coming back online um a little bit more kind of consistently um so in terms of like again cushioning that process i think um self-awareness is really important so just awareness this is happening there's mm -hmm. this huge hormonal fluctuation happening you might be feeling really emotional you might be having ups and downs you might be feeling everything a lot more deeply like you just feel everything mm -hmm. and that can be um really overwhelming so knowing that that's happening, having some self-compassion. Don't beat yourself up because you have, you're hormonal or you're, you know, maybe having ups and downs a little bit more. Uh, reaching out for support, again, like really important, whether that's through, um, you know, mother's groups, online, um, a psychologist, um, a, you know, trusted friend, GP. I think that's really important. The self-compassion piece is really key. And then I think also if it is something that you're finding maybe that you're having ups and downs over a longer period of time, maybe going and like chatting to a doctor or a naturopath as well because um, our bodies I think can need a little bit of support sometimes to get everything back on track, mm. um, particularly if you've had um, 
you know, maybe hormone issues before. Like for me, I know I've had um, high estrogen, low progesterone, so I always need a little bit of help keeping my hormones on track. Um, but I'd say those would probably be pretty good places mm-hmm. to to start with it. Yeah, I love that. And I think that being kind to yourself is vital. Yeah, really yeah. important. And maybe <laughs> that other piece of sorry would just no, be yeah. like journaling as well. Mm. Like I feel like sometimes that's like quite therapeutic in terms of being able to just get everything out and then, you know, have a little bit of remove, a little bit of distance from it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the, the concept of downloading your thoughts so that mm-hmm. they're no longer circulating in here. Mm-hmm. I love that. And what about um, a few women wrote in about this, which I thought was really interesting because this is pre-birth, so it's something that's obviously playing on their mind, but they were asking, do you have any advice if you don't feel instantly connected to your baby or if you're worried that you're not going to be very maternal? And I guess my follow-up question to that was, do you believe that everyone is maternal and that we just express it in different ways? Because I know a lot of women feel funny about not having the maternal bone in their body so what would your advice be around those women worried about that um I think just giving yourself some time and grace is really important um for me personally I wasn't a very maternal person at all um before I had my son and then when I had him it it's there it just kind of got turned on um after after a little while of, you know, mothering. And we've also got these, you know, hormonal stuff that's going on that's sort of supporting that connection. Um, But I think just giving yourself some time and grace to make that connection and and to feel those feelings is really important because it's not uncommon to not have that um, kind of immediate connection and I think again you know social conditioning what we see in the media is that it's just like love at first sight every time and that's not everyone's experience and I think Mm. just not beating yourself up for that if if you don't have that immediate feeling maybe blocking out people who do you know because some people are are really gushy about you know and 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 that's fine if that's their experience but if that wasn't your experience you can then turn that around and go oh, you know, why don't I feel that way? Um, And then Mm. you start sort of beating yourself up. So I think just giving yourself some time and space for that connection to form and for those feelings to kind of manifest Mm. and acknowledge that, you know, the strength of the connection within the first hour or week doesn't determine the the connection over the period of their lives. Like, Mm. You know, it's this is a long journey together that we're having. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How we feel on the first day <laughs> doesn't like set the tone. And also, you know, you're gonna you you might there's so many variables, you know, with that experience. I know for me I was just so tired and exhausted from birth that I was mm. just, you know, just overwhelmed with just that process. So just give yourself some time and grace and surround yourself with um, with stories and, and support from other people. There's a really great um, episode on my podcast with Jamila Rizvi who had the same experience. She didn't immediately bond and she talks really frankly about it and I think mm. that that is really important because as we just sort of um, talked about, you get this one version of the story that's immediate connection or nothing yes, yes. Um, and that's not everyone's case. Um, there's also some really good resources um, on the Centre of Perinatal Excellence Coach, 
Cope's website about mm-hmm. bonding with your baby in terms of, you know, what to expect and what that can be like, that it's not always an immediate thing. Um, and then if you do find that it's sort of ongoing, then I think it's always really good. I feel like everyone should get free psychology after they have, <laughs> after they have a baby and with, you know, being a mother. Um, so I'd really recommend to just talking to somebody about that, even just to like let yourself vent how you feel um, it, with someone who's totally unbiased mm. and just just hear what you're saying and just remind you that it, it's okay or if there is, you know, something else going on where you need a little bit more support with it, then they can point you obviously in the right direction. But mm. I just think it's really important not to be, not to feel shameful. Yes. Yes, or that you're a bad mother or there's something wrong with you. Did mm. you feel immediate connection? Did you feel that love bomb? I know um, you said you were tired. No, I was a bit tired, yeah, and I had, um, it was a slightly kind of difficult um, situation because I had my son and then was immediately um, put into, not immediately, two days after he was born, he was put into special care, Mm -hmm. um, and that was really traumatic. So I had the... um, like I, 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 you know, had him on my chest and I loved him and it was, I felt a connection, but then I had all of this sort of trauma then happen. So I was like quite a strange kind of entry into motherhood for me, mm. but I am literally obsessed with him and <laughs> like too much. So I'm like, you know, he sits at me and I'm like kissing him and cuddling him. He's like, get off me mum. And so it's not, it's not just the immediate, you know, first day or whatever of of birth I think it's just important to like give yourself a little bit of grace yeah I love that I my husband and I always talk about we we both didn't feel that immediate oh my god I'm so in love with this person like connected I remember sitting in recovery going I have a son like it's weird. Like it was just a surreal yeah. moment. It wasn't like an overwhelming love connection bonding, but it's a growing love. That's how yeah. we feel it is. So him now at two and a half, like I love him 300 times more than yeah. I felt like I loved him at birth. And as he grows, I love him more and more. And I, I, th- I think for us, it's a growing love. It wasn't like an immediate love bomb. And then, you know, like it stays the same level. I just feel like as you get to know them more and, yeah. um, yeah, it's a real growing love. And I probably hadn't heard anyone speak about that when I first had right. him. I was kind of sitting there going, like, when am I going to feel that, like, I can't live without you moment? Or yeah. I just kept going, I have a son. I have a son. It's like I had to keep, <laughs> the more I said it, maybe it would click in. It was a very strange, I strange. Think, I think I felt like a very strong protective urge, you know, like get away kind of thing, like very like, that sort of primal protection, but I, I do agree. I think it can take a bit of time for the emotional relationship to kind mm. of develop, but there, yes, there yes. can be this like protective primal get away from my baby. Um, you know, I, I need to protect this mm. person. Um, but yeah, I think it, as you said, like it's important to, to recognize everyone's experience is going to be different and the strength of the connection at the first moment doesn't determine the quality of the relationship over the life span. Yes. You know what I mean? And I love that you you said you're obsessed with your son because I am also that sort of mother. <laughs> I feel like my children could cough and I would just think they are the most clever, <laughs> funny. I'm just full of praise. 
I know, and it's hard because then I hear the like psychological, um, you know, theories and stuff that you're not supposed to praise them too much, and I'm like, but he's just so good. Yeah. He's so amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all about the positive reinforcement. All about it. <laughs> Hey mamas, Laura here. I so hope you loved that episode as much as I did. Like I said at the start, this was intended to be just for Pregnancy Posse members only, but I really felt like I need to share Nikki's advice around managing emotions and the mental load of motherhood to every listener out there. I just love how she talks about truly discovering self-connection and what lights you up, as I find so many of us don't actually know what that is. So we think we should want a candlelit bath with relaxing music but to a lot of women that just doesn't fill their tank. So I hope this is giving you some food for thought on what truly lights you up so you can ensure you incorporate it into your postpartum days. And if you'd like to learn more from Nikki or check out her amazing resources, you can find her on Instagram at Dear Mama Project. I'd also love to hear from you over on my socials at PhysioLaura and let me know what you love doing for self-connection. If you haven't already, just subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss any of the incredible podcast series that we have planned at the moment. And don't forget that for most series of the podcast, we do record exclusive bonus content for Pregnancy Posse members. So in the bonus member-only episode for this matrescent series, Nikki talks us through managing stress and anxiety, adjusting to a new relationship with your partner after birth, and the ways that we can step into our feminine energy more easily when we become a mum. Inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts and extensive resources library on birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pregnancy pains and injuries, plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. I would love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience, so just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about. I will catch you soon for our next amazing podcast series that we have coming up. And until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.